You're tuning in to Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debating about scenes from the shows. We're just three millennials trying to find our way through the galaxy through the eyes of the Jedi, clones, and the Sith. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Radio. Radio. Careful, you idiot. I said across her nose, not up it. Sorry, sir. I'm doing my best. Who made that man a gunner? I did, sir. He's my cousin. Who is he? He's a spoiler, sir. I know that. What's his name? That's his name, sir. Spoiler. Major spoiler. And his cousin? He's a spoiler, too, sir. Gunner's mate, first class Philip Spoiler. How many spoilers do we have on this ship anyway? Yo! Yo! I knew it! I'm surrounded by spoilers. Keep firing, spoilers! Thank you, Dark Helmet and Colonel Sanders, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content, spoiler warnings. There it is, Planet Druidian. And underneath the air shield, 10,000 years of fresh air. We must get through that air shield. We will, sir. Once we kidnap the princess, we can force her father, King Roland, to give us the combination to the air shield, thereby destroying planet Druidia and saving planet Spaceball. Everybody got that? Spaceballs, the movie. Princess Vespa spaceship within range, sir. Good. What's going on? either the 4th of July, or someone's trying to kill us! Now we will show her who is in charge of this galaxy. If you do not give me the combination to the air shield, Dr. Slotkin will give your daughter back her old nose! No! Only one man and his trusted companion can save planet Druidia from disaster. Okay, Eagle Five, coming in. Own star. First, they must learn the secrets of yogurt. Yogurt? I am the keeper of a greater magic. The Force? No, the Schwartz. Avoid capture on a distant planet. Come up to comb the desert, you hear me? Comb the desert! Found anything yet? We ain't found... Battle the entire Spaceball Army. No, boys, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. And yes, I will knock next time. Welcome back to Spectre Radio. (laughs) Nice, nice. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, We're doing a little bit of non-traditional rewatch tonight. Um, This is one of my favorite movies from my childhood, although it came out in the 1980s, late 80s. Um, But somehow I convinced these knuckleheads to do an episode where we recap our rewatch of Spaceballs. So you know, excited. If you keep calling us knuckleheads, that's, that's not going to fly. <laughs> Should I call really? you that's what you t- instead? That's what you take or? issue with? <laughs> <laughs> I've been treated like crap on this podcast and you're going to complain all of a sudden? <laughs> I was waiting for one of you to be like, they're action figures, not dolls. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> All right, well, enough goofing off. Let's get it going with the opening scroll. Take it away, Andrew. 
Once upon a time warp, in a galaxy very, 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 very far away, there lived a ruthless race of beings known as Spaceballs. Chapter 11. The evil leaders of planet Spaceball, having foolishly squandered their precious atmosphere, have devised a secret plan to take every breath of air away from the peace-loving neighbor, Planet Druidia. Today is Princess Vespa's wedding day. Unbeknownst to the princess, but known to us, danger lurks in the stars above. If you can read this, you don't need glasses. <laughs> Every time the... <laughs> <laughs> unbeknownst to the princess but knowns to, to us. us if you can read this you don't need glasses every time uh, so funny I, I still can't believe we're doing space balls Alyssa, <laughs> what did you drag us into <laughs> so happy <laughs> she's <sighs> excited about this for months yes ever since we drafted no up our schedule she's like space balls space balls space balls yes i'm so glad uh, you guys went along with it anyway moving on to access the archives Okay, some fun behind the scenes of this movie. Let's start with our actors and actresses and voice actors that we have in this movie. Mm-hmm. So the voice of Pizza the Hut is Dom DeLucy. DeLucy? DeLucy? I'm not sure. Probably pronounced Bill, DeLucci. But... <laughs> Bill Pullman is Lone Star. John yes. Candy as Barf. Joan Rivers as the voice of Dot. Dot Daphne Zuniga? Zuniga? Zuniga, I think it is. As Princess Vespa and Rick Moranis, Moranis. as Dark Helmet. Mm-hmm. Love him. As I was watching this this week, I'm like, gosh, who's who's the voice of Dot? That sounds so freaking familiar. <laughs> you didn't know <laughs> yeah. who it was. And then on Amazon, if you pause it, it shows you the cast the yeah. in that mm-hmm. in that scene. I'm like, oh, no kidding. And I'm Did like, you catch what? like her little famous quote that she threw in there? Which one? In in the front of like all of her famous like clips online for Joan Rivers, she always starts with "Can we talk?" And she, when they're in the <laughs> spaceship leaving, yeah. mm-hmm. she starts the conversation with "Can we talk?" It was like a little call out. Um, the one that kind of blew my mind. So Mick, sorry, Rick. I can't even pronounce Rick it. Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yes. It's not. It's not hard. I'm I'm watching him you know, act. And I'm like, where else do I know him from? I know he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Yes. But, um, which one did you recognize him from? Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah. He's he's Seymour. Yes. He's Seymour. He's also the dad in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And he was also the nerdy guy neighbor from Ghostbusters. Mm. Very popular actor in the eighties and nineties. Um, so Star Wars was the main film which was made fun of the most, but the director also took stabs at Alien, Star Trek, Planet of the Apes, yeah. and Wizard of Oz. Yes. Specifically with Alien, when the alien burst out of John Hurt, I was like, because <laughs> I saw that he was in this movie. I'm like, I don't remember anything about this movie. I watched it twice when I was a kid. I remember nothing. And then I looked it up on IMDb. I'm like, oh, it says John Hurt is playing John Hurt. And I'm like, maybe there'll be an alien reference. (laughs) And the alien burst out of John Hurt. I was like, yes. Did you hear his line? Did you like that? Yes. He goes, oh, not again. Because it happened before. He's such a brilliant actor. God rest his soul. 
and looking through my notes, did you see any of the yellow bricks laying around the set? No, but I, I read that too. The callback to the Wizard of Oz from the yellow brick road, those yellow bricks kind of stashed around the set. Yeah, wow. did you did you catch all three Wizard of Oz references? I got it when they were entering Yogurt's like temple and they yep. were like the four of them. Yeah. He was he was the cowardly lion, Barf was the cowardly lion or whatever. Yep. Yeah. That was the Tin Man and <laughs> mm-hmm. Lone Star would be Scarecrow and Vespa mm-hmm. would be Dorothy. Mm-hmm. What about the other two? I don't remember I if I know. caught them. Okay, so these are like I don't know if they're official, but this was another one I thought of where um, Barf and Lone Star steal the trooper armor and they sneak in and his tail is sticking out. How the Cowardly Lion did the same thing at the Witch's uh, Castle. Uh, yes. I was like, okay. oh, this kind of is like the same. That's that's a good, yeah, that's a good one. And then there was one more at the end when, spoiler alert, when Yogurt says to Lone Star, you're a prince, you're a bona fide prince, blah, blah, blah. And then he's, see you later. And he, what a world, what a world, what a world. Ah, uh, yeah. Like when the witch melts. Oh, what a world. What a world. When she melts. And yeah. then there's a bonus I'm going to throw in because it's not a direct call out, but Mel Brooks had a terrible reaction to the latex makeup for the yogurt character. He had a rash that actually spread to his eyes Mm. and he had red eyes. So going forward, when he was shooting scenes as yogurt again, he told them, if I'm in this makeup chair for more than an hour, I'm out. Like, you got to do it fast. We got to shoot fast and I want it off. Um, so I don't know if you guys know this, first of all, about me, that Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie of all time. I know that now. For many yeah, reasons. Now I know but <laughs> For many reasons. But um, this is something I, I, I just know trivia-wise on, on The Wizard of Oz, that Buddy Ebsen was actually originally cast to play the role of the Tin Man. But he was poisoned by the makeup that was actually made of yeah. aluminum dust back then. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So nine days after they originally started filming, he was hospitalized and was placed in an oxygen tent, like an iron lung, basically. Mm -hmm. And when he wasn't getting better, they actually replaced him with Jack Haley. And instead of doing aluminum powder, this time they made it into a paste and painted it. And guess who also developed an infection in his eye was Jack Haley. So- Wow. Super random, like that they both had such horrible reactions to this metal looking right. makeup. Um, I just thought that was really crazy. But I like to think the same thing would happen to me. Oh, for <laughs> Allergic sure. Allergic reaction. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt that way. Andrew, John, and Gonchara, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about reactions, um, the actor who played Pizza the Hut suffered third degree burns from the boiling cheese that they used on what? on the costume they used yeah. real cheese real melted cheese oh of course they did how did Third the degree robot guy next to him not burn his face from eating it? no 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 no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh and my last fact which is actually a call back to one of our previous podcasts so per an agreement set between mel brooks and george lucas Brooks agreed not to sell any merchandise. Uh, <laughs> but the that's novel, why he pokes fun at it in the movie. Exactly. The novel is the only exception. Yes. Primarily. Yep. The, Do you know who wrote the novel? Oh, I just saw this online. 
It's um, it's peak '80s culture, guys. Peak late '80s culture. R.L. Stein wrote the novelization for this. Oh my movie. gosh. <laughs> Goosebumps, the author of all the Goosebumps books. Oh my god. When I read that, I was like, "What?" I can't believe I he that. couldn't sell any merchandise. So my notes continue to say this is primarily set in a place since Lucas was still raking in millions of dollars through mostly toys, toy sales at the day. Yet, mm-hmm. even though Mel Brooks agreed that agreed to no selling of merchandise clause, he never agreed not to make fun of it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Which is exactly what he did. He's and like, because that's, that's where that's, all the money's made. <laughs> right. And that's where we got Saudi's wallpaper, Spaceballs the wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceballs the t-shirt, everything. I love it. Well, did you guys know that this was not the first Star Wars parody movie? There was actually another called Hardware Wars. It was a 12-minute film that was released in 1978. Lucas called it cute. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, um, they did pay Lucas for Spaceballs, and he did actually come out with a glowing review of this film, and I think that they they sweetened him up and that's why he did it because they did pay him nearly 5 million. Oh my to, wow. Back uh, then that's fantastic. To do it. Yep. Wow. And Mel Brooks says, quote, you know what? I did not want to have any real trouble. I called Lucas and I said, I want to you guys up in San Francisco at the ranch or whatever to do all the post-production of the movie. And he said, Oh, great. And then Lucas later told him how much he loved the movie. So the, all the um, special effects, was ILM. Mm-hmm. So that was part of like oh, cool. the deal. So all the lightsabers were like legit. <laughs> the short <laughs> sabers, whatever we're going to call them. Um, yeah. So, yep. That's how we, uh, we got his blessing. And then you talked about Bill Pullman um, when they were actually looking to hire this character of Lone Star. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. They had approached Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. And they both turned it down. And Pullman said that hiring Rick Moranis and John Candy freed Brooks up to cast a relative unknown. Mm-hmm. But I know Pullman from so many things. I love him. I think he's such a great actor. You guys might, rem- I most remember him from being the president in Independence Day. Yes. That oh, was, we that was great. our Independence, <laughs> Independence Day. Right, exactly. Um, he was also the dad in Casper. Remember that? Uh, mm -hmm. And um, he's like the dad in every movie. He was also the dad in the Disney Channel original movie called Tiger Cruise. Do you guys remember that one? That's a throwback and a half. He was a dad in Independence Day, technically. Yeah, exactly. He's a dad in every movie. (laughs) I'm going to be thinking. He was in Scary Movie Four, and I think he was also a dad in that one. So, Um, but yeah, he he's he plays a great dad. He reminds me of my dad, but. Um, yeah, Tiger Tiger Cruise was a, a throwback and a half when I read that on IMDb. Let's see. One other funny one here is that they invented blue light glasses before they thought it was cool uh, because apparently there was like a rumor that the green screen was bad for your eyes. And so in between takes, uh, Brooks actually had the entire cast wear sunglasses to protect their <laughs> eyes in between takes. All right, so let's go on to our next category and for this film since it you know premiered and uh came out back in i think it was 1987 yeah yep 
that um, what we remember from watching it when we were kids um, versus now. So the reason I begged the two of you to do this, and I've told you guys this story, but for our listeners to know, um, I was obsessed with this movie when I was a, a child. I think was? I liked it. I still am. I have two mm-hmm. copies of it on DVD. I am not ashamed. I, so get this really quick as a side note. I have a DVD player. I just moved from an apartment to my house. I bought a house. I went to watch the movie. I went to my DVD collection and it wasn't in there. And I was like, oh, oh my God, no. I know I have two copies of it. Like, dun, where dun, is dun. it? And I thought, oh, it must be at my mom's house. Go to my mom's house. I had a copy. So I bring it back to the to my house. I open the DVD player. There's my other it's, copy. It's in there. <laughs> it was I'm in not there. Remotely it was the last thing I watched at my apartment. <laughs> not remotely surprised. So I was so mad that I had drove all the way to mom's house just to get the, the disc and I had it the whole time. But anyway, so yes, I don't know why I have two copies of it. I think one of them is scratched, and that was the one I watched. Uh, a couple nights ago because it stops towards the end it like messes up but if you have the dvd you know that it's double-sided so one side is standard and the other side is widescreen mm-hmm. um so i had it on widescreen and then i always end up switching it over to standard and i forget that's because it's scratched but the to back up to my original story before i interrupted myself <laughs> was um I was obsessed with this movie when I was a kid. And yes, I still love it. I could probably quote most of it. Um, That's what I remembered most were the quotes. But um, I got in trouble for how much I liked this when I was a kid. And I was asking my parents to like, tell me about this from my memory versus theirs. And my mom said, I was probably obsessed with this when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. (laughs) I was saying I was in middle school and she was like, no, no, no. You were still in elementary. Oh my gosh. Um, So I had met my then best friend in elementary school in third grade and we were super close. And anytime I would hang out um, at my best friend's house, we would either play Lego Star Wars or we would play some kind of GameCube or Nintendo game. Um, And then eventually I was introduced at their house to Spaceballs. And I think it was his dad that like was obsessed with Star Wars and like sci-fi and stuff. And that's why he had a copy. But um, yeah, we watched it once and I loved it. And we were laughing and we thought it was so funny, probably because we were like fourth graders and there's, you know, they say shit and things like that in this movie. (laughs) And so guess whose little potty mouth went home to mom and dad and said, we ain't found shit. And my parents said, where did you learn that? (laughs) <laughs> and I couldn't say you mom and dad. So I said at Ryan's house and I got in oh trouble. Oh my gosh. Actually, awkward side story. One of my first curse words, my mom thought I learned it from my dad because at the time he was swearing a lot. Yeah, it's just like a Christmas story. Oh, it literally. I, it, it was oh. at a gas station too. That was what, yeah. I was, Perfect. So later in life, I'm like, dad, you realize like that was a scene out of a Christmas yep. story. Yep. Yeah. There's just, that's, that's really what I remembered from this was all the iconic quotes and just the comedy of Mel Brooks, because I love like any, any movie that he's involved with, I think is great. I love the producers obviously, but the whole, Oh, I love the producers. (laughs) Yes. That's Mel Brooks. Mm -hmm. The whole, uh, you went (laughs) over my helmet, like is so funny and stupid. Um, he shot my hair, son of a, 
and she just nukes the whole crew oh, that's there. okay i think that's great for rambo <laughs> yes hey that's pretty good for rambo yeah um funny she doesn't look jewish <laughs> uh, funny but wrong yeah. we shouldn't laugh at that um what do we got on this thing a quiz in art ludicrous speed go i just that whole sequence is great um the the voice acting i'll get to that later but the sweeps the bleeps and the creeps um that's not all he's lost just kill me every time oh, the police academy guy yeah yes <laughs> yes from all seven police academy movies he's so yes. funny I'm, I'm gonna get to him for my best later but um i remember the dvd menu because it's like a console of the ship like you know how they show you mr coffee and mr radar and all that uh-huh. um and the theme music i remember the the whole <laughs> yep i could could always remember that so and, uh, talking back to your ludicrous <laughs> speed it's funny because the so tesla's model x so their big suv has a ludicrous speed button shut up it does i've wanted a tesla and now you've made it way worse that's the suv though it's the hundred and twelve thousand dollar suv yes that one yeah no no i was looking at like the thirty thousand dollar cars model three yeah (laughs) yeah that are like sold out and you can't get anyway um that's so funny but yeah there were um obviously a couple things that i didn't remember that i think just went over my head when i was a kid over your helmet Um, over my helmet exactly (laughs) um so like when they go (laughs) when they're like get me space balls the video cassette and they bring up the home theater and it's all of mel brooks's movies (laughs) on vhs i noticed that That blazing saddles and everything it made me laugh so hard um i didn't know or remember that president scroob the word the name scroob is actually an anagram for brooks for mel brooks oh isn't that a mind blown moment? Indeed. And obviously I forgot the opening scroll and you guys made fun of me for that. I forgot that that existed. <laughs> um, and then did you guys notice? I didn't even see it this time. So now I got to go rewatch it again. Just an excuse. Um, that we get a Falcon cameo at Gus's Galaxy Grill, AKA a knockoff of Dexter's Diner before it existed. No, <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and then I was like, did they make Dexter's Diner because they had Gus's Galaxy Grill? Like, it feels like, because that was the prequels. So yeah. that was later. So that was weird. But yeah, if you look it up, if you Google it, there, and I'll post it on, on social, um, that there is actually a still shot of the Winnebago next to the Falcon parked in the in the Gus's parking lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, for what I remember, I honestly only remember... I'm surprised Alyssa didn't say it, but the scene where it's like the radar, it's been jammed. Jammed. Oh, that was the other thing I remembered. And uh, and then what, what kind of jam? Raspberry. Raspberry. Lone Star. <laughs> Only one man would give me raspberry. <laughs> yes, um, there's so many iconic scenes, though. That's the like good and bad thing about this movie. It's like, I remember... I like literally have this film memorized. It's not. It's like funny, but... the Princess Bride of making fun yes, of Star Wars. Yes, <laughs> it is, which is like the whole like stick of the film, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so funny. Um, that's pretty much the only thing I remember because I don't remember watching this. There's <laughs> the jam. Um, I re- remember the dog's name was Barf. Yes, that's also... not in here, Mister. This is a Mercedes. 
<laughs> with a giant Mercedes emblem on the front of it. Yes, yeah, so funny. Um, rewatching this at 28 years old, so <laughs> I wrote. I wrote, it gives me the Disney giggles. Yes. And what I mean I by that. I was laughing out loud watching this movie. And I definitely LOL'd on my uh, Rise of Skywalker rewatch on something like 3PO, move your metal ass. I literally For spit. Sure. But like I, like I said, I literally have this, like I feel like I have this film memorized and I was dying laughing like I was in fourth grade again. So I'm right there with so- you with the Disney giggles. Well, what I mean by that is, do you guys remember when you first watched Toy Story? When yeah. when you were young? Sure. You watch it again today, it's a different movie. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I had no reference of, hey, I am Picasso. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I was three years old. You know, there's a lot of adult references in, in Toy Story oh, yeah. that just completely go over our heads. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of vibes I got from this movie. Granted, yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch movies at Curse when I was younger, so... Neither was I. I had like to go to Ryan's house to do yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't have a friend like Ryan to go and watch it with. So <laughs> I, I've watched this later on um, when I was allowed to watch, you know, rated R movies or PG-13, whatever you call them now. Yeah. I think this, is this PG-13 or is this I'm R? looking it up as we speak. Oh, um, the ratings were a little had. different in the 80s, but... Um, like there were PG movies that had nudity in them in the eighties. So right, they showed a boob or two in them, or a butt, something a, like that. A boob or two, they showed more than a boob or two. But <laughs> it was rated PG. Mm-hmm. PG by eighty standards, and they, and they had the F word. Now it's it's PG thirteen. I think Did you they get say one the F word. Yes, at the end. When at the end when like the oh you're right when the self destruct. That's when my DVD skipped. <laughs> yeah, awkward, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, now that you say that. So in the 80s, you could say the S word and it'd still be PG. You could say the F word and it's still PG. I guess. (laughs) Nowadays, it's like you get one F word in a PG-13 movie. Right. And And it it has to be, from what I remember, it has to be as an expletive, not as the act of sexual relations. You can't say like. I after, yeah. Right, right. You Uh have to say like F you, not. Or like you stubbed your toe or something like that. Yeah. Right. Like just as an expletive versus the innuendo or whatever. Isn't that just silly yeah. how this all works now? Does that, whatever you're looking at, Leslie, does it say what it'd be rated today? Does it change? No, it, or is it, it still the same PG? Um, let's see. It, the ratings, it, I don't think they change. If, they, if the movie was released today, yes, it would be changed. But I think if you bought the DVD, I think it would be rated the same. Or at, so, at least if you bought the VHS, it'd be the same. My wife is a teacher. She teaches third grade. So when she watches movies, she's if she's watching something that's PG, she has to send a letter home to make sure the parents are of course, okay right. with it. Because it's parental guidance suggested. Yeah. When I was uh, in high school, they sent letters home when we were watching Forrest Gump. I was like, wow, seriously? <laughs> but could you imagine getting the letter home in third grade? Like, we're going to watch Spaceballs. And your parents are like, okay, that, that sounds like a fun movie. And then you come home saying... Cursing right. and, and everything. That's just yeah, terrible. mom. Listen to what I learned in Mrs. GJ's class today. <laughs> we so, learned um, from I this re- exactly. Sorry, really quick to Wyatt's point. I found this website called Common Sense Media that I guess is like um, different parents giving reviews on films. So it says at the top, the review says Common Sense says age twelve and up for 
this based on our expert review. Parents say 11 and up and kids say 11 and up. And this parent at the very top says age 16 and up. Common sense review is way off. In particular, there was one major F-bomb. So I assumed it was safe, but it was not. And then it says (laughs) this title contains violence and scariness, sexy stuff and language. (laughs) That poor child of that parent. Virgin alarm. (laughs) How dare you Uh, use the word virgin? (laughs) So I remembered even less than Wyatt. (laughs) Like I remembered the jam. I remember all the guys like being afraid and covering their crotch because I saw this movie like once, maybe a second time, like a really long time ago, I think, because my in New York, um, we had a two family house and my cousins, my aunt and uncle lived in the, the, the second family house above us. So, you know, half the time the doors were open, we could just like go hang out, whatever. And he has the largest DVD collection. This is my uncle that I've ever yes, seen. Yes, he does. He, I have ca- last time I counted, goodness. it was over 1200 movies and over 60 complete TV shows. Um, yeah, it puts my 200 something movies and 20 I different mean, TV I'm shows. I'm shocked the same. at this, but I also have multiple streaming services. So I'm like, does that mean I also have a large collection of movies? <laughs> Dang. Uh, maybe. Dang. Um, so I remembered that and then I, the only, like I said to you guys before, the only quote I remembered was when he's like trying to get Barf's attention at the beginning and he's like, oh, always, every time I'm eating. And then he yes. grabs a different set of snacks and walks yes, up. Yes, dog bones. The only snacks. thing I remembered. Okay, so I'm going to take us with the uh, with the what ifs. So I'm going to move on to that category. And uh, so my what if, um, the first one's a joke. The second one's a real one. Same. Uh, what, what if they only took 100 years of air, but just did it from 100 planets? That's the joke. You know, that way they're not committing mass murder on one planet. But Instead again, of sniffing Perry air. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that was, so that funny. was funny. That was funny. Um, I thought of every single one of my friends who drank Perry air. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's you know, that's me as I sip my seltzer water over here. And uh, so my, my real one, which also sounds like even more of a joke, but it's actually real. What if they would have just used a different flavor of jam? He would have never <laughs> known that it was him. And then he never would have known to look for him. <laughs> There's only one man who would give me. There's only one man. Yeah. What what flavor do you think they should have used? I don't know what all the flavors of jam are. There's literally like there's a million. You could literally say any fruit. Andrew's like, I'm allergic to fruit. Stop asking me fruit related questions. Blueberry jam. Ooh, blueberry jam. Mm, Or strawberry. Never suspected. My what if? Um, hard to find since this is the only movie for this type of movie. So I put, what if Spaceballs was more successful than Star Wars? Ooh, I love that question. So this came out four years after Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what if this was more successful (laughs) without, so take out merchandise and, you know, put it just as movie to movie box, box office sales. I'm looking at, do you have the numbers? I don't. 38 million ultimate gross during its run in the US, taking 6.6 mil its opening weekend. It finished number two opening weekend at 6.6 mil in 1987. That sounds like a lot of money. 
Not bad. Not bad at all. The film's yeah. budget though was twenty two point seven million, and it only grossed thirty eight point one. So not a not a huge profit uh, in in terms of. Uh, they made something. Sci fi films, but yeah, I mean, definitely good. It wasn't a flop. Oh, I mean, can you imagine? Like, does Lucas approve? Baseballs this? land. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my gosh! With just like the actual balls everywhere, all over. With the capital on it. Well, yeah, the oh the, the, the topper of the capital. Cast members are mogs. <laughs> half man, half dog. I'm not a I'm a mog. Oh my, my own best friend. Lucas might have, even though he approved this movie, I could see him going after them in court, being like, "I retract oh, everything well, I just yeah. said." Oh yeah, I mean, if they, well, I mean, they have contracts for that reason, but I think that was the point. And why Mel approached him up front. Right. And like th- at that I think point, he went Mel after was Battlestar a respected director. Yeah. I think at that point though, Brooks was a respected director with a long history of filmography right. and like known for parody. So like if you wanted somebody to parody your shit, you want him to do it versus some mm-hmm. hardware wars twelve minute movie that was cute, <laughs> cute. You know, when yeah. when we're trying to diss another girl, we're like cute. We're not, that's not a genuine compliment. <laughs> Similar to you guys, that's pretty much what I had my for my what ifs. What if we got Spaceballs 2? The search for more for money. More money. <laughs> God um, willing. <laughs> they actually talked about, I was reading that Brooks actually talks about doing a sequel, but calling it Spaceballs 3, the search for Spaceballs 2, the more money or something. <laughs> like how Star Wars does everything kind of ass backwards, like he wanted to do it. Right. I thought that would have been great. But, um, my what if was like, what if we got the reveal that Dark Helmet was actually related to somebody instead of the whole, I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. What, uh, does, what does that, that make, make us? Absolutely nothing, which is what you're about to become. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's still funny. I can't. But yeah, I think that line was too iconic for it to not him to for him to be related oh yeah people still quote that it's on t-shirts and everything oh yeah i do that all the time i have a pin that says may the shorts be with you and it sits on my droid backpack and i got it from someone at galaxy's edge because they had (laughs) some kind of space ball something on them and i was like oh my god i love your space balls outfit and they were like here and they handed me the pin my god may the shorts be with you and then he kissed himself on the head, his little toy <laughs> yeah. on the head. I mean, he foresaw Baby Yoda. I'm just saying. That was like <laughs> the know, first yeah. LBY we had right there. Oh, my gosh. Ugly. As I look at the Grogu doll sitting on my bed. So. Okay, moving on to our final segment. Thank goodness. Wow. Uh, this is. <laughs> wow, rude. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm kicking off this Um segment so our best and worst of this movie so my best is who doesn't love a a good parody Mm. and emphasize good there's a lot of really crappy parodies out there yes and i feel like they did this pretty well i agree um it was nice that they also threw in star trek planet of the apes wizard of oz and, and other fandoms in there as well not to make it just poking fun at Star right. Wars the entire right. time. Um, 
I mean, I'm somebody who mostly prefers cover songs versus the originals. That's how I find most of the bands that I that I listen to now is because they've done a cover of like a pop song or mm-hmm. a rap song, or whatever. So like I like the Hamilton mixtape. I almost prefer yes. over the original. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. For that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and- I'm a huge fan of Weird Al Yankovic. We've already talked about this. Yes, and we I have. got to meet him. Oh, someone lo- played uh, uh, someone played the Star Wars one um, in the kitchen at work the other day. I was like, oh, we talk yes. about Weird Al all the time. Somebody on the at work today was talking about um, Gangster's Paradise, and they were singing the Been original version. And and I was I literally was living in an Amish paradise. Mm, I love yes. that. And they were like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Oh." I can't be friends with you anymore. Uncultured swine. You don't know exactly. Uncultured like a swine. surgeon. And hey. my worst. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this movie. What? I oh, am God. not a fan you of You don't this like movie. this movie? I only watched it because of you, Alyssa. That's the only reason why I watched it. And I paid money to watch it because I don't own this movie. I paid money to watch it too. I mean, you paid what? $5? Four thirty nine with tax. Four thirty nine. What a travesty! You'll never get that back. I no. I do. I'm certainly not giving it back to him. <laughs> I do not like this movie. I mean, he doesn't like it, Sam. I am. You're talking about how funny it is, and you're saying you don't like it. Okay, huh? so here's how I feel about the movie. For me, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. There are multiple hysterical parts in it. <laughs> But other than that, <laughs> sometimes the movie crap. gets a little, okay, when's the next funny part coming? Right, right. right. I, sure, I enjoy sure. the movie, but I it's not through I think that's just part of through. like the pacing in the beginning. It's like joke, 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 joke. And then, and then after a while, like it then, actually yeah. gets into the plot of the film being what it is. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. Oh, geez. Yeah. I obviously love this film. I think the casting was phenomenal. Mm. They picked just the right people. Like John Candy was probably at the height of his career was so popular um, with like uncle buck and all the SNL stuff that he was doing. Um, And obviously I talked about how I feel about Bill Pullman and the rest there. I think they're great, but the just ultimate is Michael Winslow doing all of those voice effects like once they cut over to him in the beginning you're like oh something's happening and then when he touches the helmet you're Uh like he's the one making the noise like it's so crazy and i don't think i appreciated yeah i don't think i appreciated that as much when i was a kid i didn't really grasp that he was making the noise because you know you're a kid that magic just kind of goes over your head right Mm. Um, and I agree with you. I think the parody across the genre is just so great from Alien to Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, Star Wars, Space Invaders. Um, we got the snotty beam him down and his, yeah. <laughs> it's on backwards. And did you guys catch the like joke about a Scottish lock in there? Yes. And he yes. was like, lock three, lock two, whatever, lock, lock Loman. And I was like, is this a lake in Scotland? And I Googled it and it sure is. That's funny. Um, we got the Vulcan neck pinch. So that's a shout out to Spock, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the alien in the diner, but that actress looks so body. much like little, Sigourney you know, Weaver. The, the alien next. turned into Michigan J. Frog. Yes, from, uh, he did. From Bugs Bunny. From Looney Tunes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
blink and you'll miss the Space Invaders poster on the back wall of Lone Star Ship. That film actually came after came out after the video game of the same name. And that was a uh, poking fun at Space Odyssey when they gone to plaid and they did mm-hmm. the gone to plaid because of all the colors. And there were even nods to Indiana Jones because obviously they talked about the Temple of Doom when they were yeah, in the yogurt. He's got he's got thing. the hat. He's got the jacket. Yes, and he has the hat when he was sleeping, just like Indy would. Mm. So, I love that, and I love the slapstick comedy. Obviously, all the quotes are great. Um, stunt doubles, like we love a Jew making fun of Hitler in a dress. Like I'm here for that all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so funny. Um, Leia's buns as headphones, like that was Laura so great. Does she? she Same girl. I bet you can order them. Um, you turned off the movie. That kills me. Like they break the fourth wall, and we're at now. Now when they were will doing it before be Deadpool. <laughs> Soon, yes, before Deadpool, exactly. Um, the improv was great. Obviously, John Candy had the animatronic ears and mm-hmm. tail. And so he was actually complaining because it didn't allow him to do as much improv because he had to like get the timing right with all Uh, his appendages. uh But um, the doll scene was completely improvised by Rick Moranis. When he's playing with all the action figures, I think they just gave them to him and they were like, go. He's like, Jewish princesses are often attracted to power and money, and I have both. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did, okay, did you guys see that. Employee of the Month? Yes. No. Um, there was a scene where the the manager of the store was playing with the dolls, and that's all that I thought about. Oh, um, I bet it was a call out. To, it probably to was. He was yeah. just like he was playing with two male action figures. He's like, "Have you ever <laughs> kissed a boy?" No, but I've thought about it. And then someone came in and he like hit it. <laughs> oh, your helmet is so big. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then George Weiner, I freaking love him in anything he's ever been in. He's so funny. And, um, <laughs> and the fact that his name was Colonel Sanders, first of all, is great. But the, but the fact that he also improvised bursting into the scene, like that wasn't planned either. They just let Rick go. And then George was like, and sir, you're needed on the bridge. And he's like, knock on my door, knock on my door next time. Did you see anything? No, you I did not see anything? you playing with no, your dolls. No, sir, yeah. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Again. So funny. Like, <laughs> oh God, it's just comedic genius. I'm here for it. Um, as much as I love like a dirty joke, it did cross a, a line a couple times, but I did like the part where he's like, Say goodbye to your two best friends. And I don't mean the battles in the Winnebago. (laughs) Spaceball. I'm dead. He knew Um, exactly what he meant because he put the mirror right there. Obviously, this movie came out in the late 80s. So um, the racist and sexist comedy did not age well. Um, And I, like I said, I I like a crass joke just as much as the next guy, but just not at the expense of somebody else. Like, the threesome was unnecessary. Like a lot of the things were like, this is just a little too much now. And this is stuff I watched in fourth grade and it went right over my head. Like I had no idea what was happening. Um, That's Catholic school for you folks. Um, So that was great. And then uh, you already said the burning bubbling cheese, but eating pizza, the hut, I could have lived without that. Yeah. That's a visual. I'm never getting out of my head. Pretty gross. Yeah. And Laura, Laura's watching this with me. She goes, is he actually doing that? 
I'm like, I guess yes, unfortunately, yes. I yes, feel Laura. horrible knowing that your classy wife watched this movie. <laughs> is incredibly classy. She is like the classiest person I know. So she watched for maybe 10 minutes and then was on her phone. Yeah, I believe. So I'm not, I I'm not surprised. She's trying I'm to not... turn me into a classy broad. Every time yes. I'm over there, she's like, Andrew, try this different kind of wine. Yes, Pinot Noir. And he's like, what's that? I, I watch TV. I know what things are. Okay. But other than that, no, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, no, she says, well, if you're going to be a real Italian, you're going to drink Yeah. Oh, then me. she challenges my oh, Italianness. Right. Yes. She's like, well, I don't know how you can call yourself a really a real Italian. Okay, sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> and then she has her friend, Caitlin, who lives closer to me than I live to Wyatt doing it on this end so i'm just like ah, okay fine i'll start drinking wine on occasion <laughs> okay so um for my uh best and worst um bartholomew is exactly my kind of humor <laughs> that is exactly my kind of humor i i tell well, those your full name your full name <laughs> my name is barf oh, your full name uh, bartholomew <laughs> he's so proud <laughs> he's, he's so like proud like i i, I as a New Yorker, I give unnecessary nicknames to people all the time. Even people who already have nicknames, it's mm. a disease that New Yorkers suffer it's from. A I don't disease. understand. <laughs> it is. Like my friend Griffin, plenty of people call him Griff. I call him Grifferson. Grifferson. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Uh, Dontavious, everyone calls him D. I call him Tenacious D. It, Tenacious you know, I, D. <laughs> That's great. Like, why don't time- we have nicknames? Do we have nicknames that we don't know um, about? Do you see what our names on Zoom are? <laughs> yeah, but we <laughs> made those his, nicknames. He changed his to Sergeant <laughs> Um, And then, like, whenever I put the soup away at work or I take it out, um, obviously it's soup. There it is. Um, I'm going to be a dad eventually. I might as well lean into it with the jokes. I might actually be good by the time I get yes, Wyatt. Anytime I talk about step being one. married or having kids in the future, step Wyatt's one. like, step one, Andrew. Yes, I, I'm aware that's how that works. Um, so the Planet of the Apes reference was really funny because my dad and my uncles grew up. Uh, um, when I grew up, they were really big Planet of the Apes fans. Um, <laughs> oh the shit! Snot, there goes the planet. <laughs> the snotty beaming scene where he beams him up backwards. I've watched so many sci-fi things with beaming, whether it be Star Trek or like Stargate, oh. and none of them, like, and no one in Stargate ever was beamed up incorrectly. So it was funny to see it. Yes. There. Did you know the reason why beaming was invented on Star Trek? No. My dad loves telling me this and I've heard him say it a million times and I act like I've never heard him say it every time every he tells time. me and he's right. so happy. He's like, do you know why they invented beaming? I'm like, no. He's like, because it was too expensive to show a spaceship landing every week. Oh, that's They true. couldn't afford the special effects. Yeah, they so they have, beamed yeah. them down to the planet so they didn't have to show the transition of anyone landing or any planets or They couldn't even do it just once because the backgrounds views. will be different exactly. every time. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's your nugget of the night. <laughs> but the the obviously there were some sexual um, references that were a little much, but they were pretty funny. Like uh, he beamed me twice, not he beamed me twice <laughs> it was <wonderful>. last night. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um I bet she gives really good helmet. Oh, that um, one I had problems with. That I, one I laughed. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed too. And then I was like, oh, was this like, is horrible. I'm like, but like kids watch this, you know? And then like this thing. But you like said they don't get the it. Exactly. Yeah. But it I think it, I think what was funny was the delivery. Like his delivery. Oh, yeah. was he fun. delivered it really well. He gives great helmet. Was um, so-, so that's a good transition into the the worst for this. It's like, I don't like when they put things in there that like little kid, oh, well, they don't understand it. It's like, well, they might. And it doesn't matter if they don't understand the it. 80s, like kids Andrew. watched it. 
was a different time. They still do that. Kind and of I thing was now. a kid in the early 2000s. Obsessed they still do this. that now in Endgame. Iron oh. Man's kid said the S word. So, you know, I don't yeah. super love when things like as funny as that was. That doesn't mean I love that things but, like that happen. But wasn't Endgame PG-13? Still child, still child saying S word is my Oh, a child saying it. Yes. Yeah, that's different. Sure, sure. Yes, yes. But yes, to your point, it is PG-13. Got it. Sorry, I was confused by your statement. No, that makes sense. I I didn't transition Yeah, that's not great. You know what's so funny? Um, My mom and I were at Disney Springs once, and they were selling some kind of beach towel or something with Olaf on it. Mm. And you know, he has that song from the movie Frozen where he sings In Summer. And so, like, it was a beach towel or something with Olaf on it with him drinking a drink with an umbrella in it. And my mom had a problem with that. And she was like, that's promoting alcoholism to children. I was like, it's literally a drink with an umbrella. It's not a bottle of tequila. It's not a margarita. The, it's yeah, kids a hurricane-shaped yeah. glass with an umbrella, which isn't automatically associated with alcohol. It could be juice. It could, could be, be anything, right. It could but, be a virgin oh, pina colada. So that you saying that that a child swearing is offensive sounds <laughs> like my mom. I'm just saying, as funny as it was, it doesn't mean that I super opinion, love it. And I agree with you. I don't think it's great, but it was, I don't think it's, it would it's stop still me funny, from but showing this to my kids when they're in fourth grade. And then obviously <laughs> I turned uh, the, out just fine. I think the Jewish jokes, mostly yeah. because like Brooks is Jewish. Well, yeah, which kind of like quote unquote makes it fine. Right, but it's um it, it's it's more because like back then a lot of people didn't know the amount of crap that Jews actually went through, even in America, right. even after world war two. Right. And now that that stuff's like coming out, like it's like, like if I you said, watch, the, if you watch the show hunters, mm-hmm. they, they do, they have this like government meeting where they talk about if they're going to recruit the Nazi scientists. So the Russians don't get them. And they're like, well, what about what they did to the Jews? What about the Jews? They're just Jews is what like basically was said in that real meeting Mm. in the fifties. So it's just like, now that that kind of stuff is actually out, you know, Jewish jokes, not so great. Kind of like like other jokes, like you said. Yeah. Right. The racist comedy did not age well, but that's the sign of the times being different. Yep. Well guys, you listen on this ship. You refer to me as idiot, not captain. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? We'll do Wyatt. We'll do Anyway, guys, this is time for us to wrap up this baseball's podcast. I can't, still can't believe we did this. It was this a quick is, one. It was painless. I think this was less than an hour. It, it definitely was. was. This was almost a half hour. Thank you for entertaining me and entertaining my idea oh, and letting yes. me do this. You're, you guys are real friends. <laughs> definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't bad. There's not something I would have prompted for or asked to do he wouldn't but you weren't introduced to it when you were a child yes we don't we won't force you to do it again but am i glad i I did it yeah (laughs) i'm indifferent way to way to go wyatt way to meet us a quarter of the way not halfway (laughs) but a quarter of the way whatever anyway guys thanks for joining us join us next time where we conclude our star wars initial podcast with two very special podcasts to be released early next month. What are they? Just have to stick around and find out. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council.
This is Spectre Radio, signing off.